The title of the message this morning is Mercy. And you know, I keep records of, of everything that I preach. And it hadn't been that long since I preached a message on mercy and grace. But I kind of feel like God wants to go a little different direction today from, from what I've talked about in the past. And as I've said many times before, that the things that I usually end up preaching is is something that I need to hear just as much as you do, and a lot of times it's it's just for me. So, <laughs> uh, but I think it's something that can bless each one of us. So, I'm gonna read you a couple scriptures, and uh, I'm not gonna make you turn to these because they're very short, and uh, I've got some other we want to turn to later on, but. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Luke chapter 6 and verse 36 says, Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Now both of these are the words of Jesus. This first scripture tells us that it's beneficial for us to to show mercy. The second one tells us that It's not only beneficial, but it's a command. He says, be merciful, because your Father, God, is is merciful. So, you know, we are supposed to be like Jesus in in every way. But why is mercy so important? You know, the the one of the things that is hardest for me is to just let something go when somebody does wrong to me. It's to just just overlook it. My natural tendency is to want to seek out some sort of revenge, you know, to to make things right in my eyes. The definition of mercy, and I've given you this before, it says not giving you what you deserve in terms of punishment. So we should be showing mercy to other people. The, I guess the, the real thing that I want to touch on today is that mercy is not easy. It's not something easy to do. It, it's not easy to show mercy to somebody sometimes. And a lot of times we have to go way out of our way to show mercy. You know, I had some... I had a pretty long week this week and... and there were several instances where people had lied to me. You know, this is all at work, so it's not like a personal issue. But people had given me wrong information intentionally. Not necessarily because they wanted to lie to me, but I don't know, maybe they just didn't want to spend the time it took to go find out if this was right or not. And they just told me what they thought I wanted to hear. And, you know, when that came to light, it not only irritated me because they lied to me, but it caused me lots of problems because they gave me the wrong information. One night I even had to work till 11 o'clock or 11.30 at night because of this. And you know, my natural intendency, my, the, the thing that really want, I wanted to do was to see that person get fired. Because this is not the first time this has happened. Now these these people don't work at the same company I do. But I'm, I'm tired of dealing with people like that. 
So, my intention this next week, after all my problems have been solved and all that's out of the way, was to call this person's boss and to make sure something happened to that person. But you know, God has a way of correcting you and dealing with you. And as I was praying last night and asking God what it would be that I preached this morning, the word mercy just came to my mind. And, you know, mercy is not something that you would think of in, in this type of situation where you're dealing with somebody and they've done you wrong. But mercy is the very thing that I'm going to have to use because the, the main thing I want is to see things made right and to see them punished for what they've done. But you, when you look at the things I've done in light of what Jesus did for us, that's mercy. Because I deserve a punishment for my sin. But I don't receive that punishment. You know, I deserve something far worse than losing my job. I deserve eternal death for my sin. But I don't receive that. I receive eternal life. Now, let's look also at the word long-suffering. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit. And you know, I've always been told that long-suffering means patience. But that's not all long-suffering means. Let me give you the Webster Dictionary definition. It says, Bearing injuries or provocation for a long time. Patient. Not easily provoked. That means you're going to put up with a whole lot. You know, patience is, is maybe waiting on something or, or willing to kind of wait around to see if something's going to happen or being able to wait for those Christmas presents. And, you know, that's what I think of when I hear patience. But long-suffering is being willing to endure some, some pain and agony. And that's, that goes hand-in-hand hand with mercy. When somebody does you wrong, long-suffering says, just, just overlook it right now. Just... Let it go. Because it's not worth what you're going to have to go through. Now you know, sometimes sometimes it's painful to have to show mercy. And the example I want to give you in that this morning, and this is some, a way I've never thought of this before, but God revealed this to me yesterday. And, and the thing that He showed me is that you know, we all know that we're saved by grace. Grace is receiving something that you didn't deserve. And mercy is almost the opposite of that. Mercy is not receiving what you do deserve. We all know we're saved by grace. In fact, I'm going to read you some Scripture that tells you that, but I want you to see another aspect of this today. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. Turn over there in your Bibles. Ephesians 
Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now, like I just told you, you're saved by grace. But I want you to understand today is that mercy came into play before there was grace. Because if it weren't for Him not giving you the punishment you deserve, He couldn't have showed you the grace that you didn't deserve. He couldn't have, he couldn't have done what He done on the cross unless He first had mercy for you and, and withheld that punishment until He could provide that gift of grace. Now, I don't know about you, but that ought to make you stand up and shout this morning because... He didn't give you the punishment you deserve. He withheld it. He was long-suffering. He, he took on the things you've done wrong. He, he held them inside. He, he hung on to them for a while until He sent His Son to provide grace for you. Now there's something about that. I don't know how to explain this this morning. But the, I hope the Spirit is dealing with your heart right now because... The gift of salvation is an example of God's grace. But grace, as important as it may be, can't come into being without mercy. Mercy is so important. So when you're dealing with people, I want you all to to understand that there's so many times that your revenge or your vengeance, whatever words you want to use, is justified by worldly means. There is no reason why this lady that has done me wrong should keep her job. She's not, she is not worthy of that position. But I want you to understand, me doing that is a whole lot easier than holding back my vengeance. I want you to understand the lengths at which God went to withhold His punishment from you. Do you understand what Jesus went through? We ta- I gave you the definition of long-suffering a while ago. And it, it talked about the res- continuing to be you know, attacked or to res- receiving all of these things. But you still... Withhold your vengeance. What did Jesus go through? He went through a whole lot of punishment. He received punishment that we probably wouldn't be able to understand. He went through that. He endured all of that so that He could provide grace for us. How far are you willing to go in your mercy that you show to others? You know, Peter touched on this subject when he asked Jesus, 
Let me read this scripture to you. Matthew 18, 21 says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. How far is your mercy going to extend? How long? How many times are you going to allow somebody to hurt you before you say, I've had enough? Well, some of us may go one or two times, but I want you to know that's not what God says you ought to do. He said you ought to just keep taking it. You know, there's a lot of teaching in this world that would tell, especially young men, that you don't need to let people push you around. You need to stand up and you need to, you need to be a man and you need to sometimes defend yourself. And, you know, that's true. You need to know how to defend yourself, but we also need to be teaching mercy. Because there are times when people attack you that you need to just know how to take it. Sometimes people do you wrong. They're not even trying to attack you, but they do you wrong. And you just kind of have to overlook it. When I look at what Jesus did, how much He endured, you know, there was probably a point that the human side of Him said, that's enough. But thank God that His spiritual side was stronger than His human side. Thank God that there was a time when that happened that He said, "Uh -uh. Father, nevertheless, not my will, but Your will. I'm going to take it. I'm going to show mercy to these people. Even though I could demonstrate my power right now and tell them who I am and reveal to them in a natural way who I am, I'm going to hold back. I'm going to show mercy because He knew that when He showed that mercy, grace was going to come. You know, we need to deal with people in a certain way. And the phrase that God gave me last night was mercy that abounds. The word abound means to have or possess in great quantity. Now, you're not going to find that phrase in the Bible. You may find something about grace abounding, things like that, but we need to have mercy that abounds. That's the kind of mercy God shows us. You know, how many times, examine your own life, how many times have, have you done wrong? How many times have you sinned against God? You know, His Word says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Can you say that you're always holy? Can you say that you won't do the same thing tomorrow that you did yesterday that was wrong? How many times is it going to take before God says, that's it, I've had enough? My Word does not say that's how God is. My, my, the Word I read tells me that God can forgive and forgive and forgive. It says that His grace abounds. It says that He is willing to forgive you over and over and over. Now, I'm not trying to give you a way that you can go just sin willfully because the Word talks about that also. But what I'm trying to tell you is that the same way that God will forgive you, 
The same way that God will overlook your wrongdoing is the way you need to deal with other people. The way I need to deal with other people. You know, I talked about long-suffering being one of the fruits of the Spirit. If you look at the fruits of the Spirit and the works of the flesh, you'll often see some correlation between them. They're, They're at many times exactly the opposite. And long suffering counteracts the work of the flesh that's called wrath. My natural tendency when somebody lashes out at me is to lash out at them. That's wrath. When when you feel that anger just swell up in you and you just explode on somebody. That doesn't mean that the reason why you feel that anger is not justified. Now, I want to clarify that this morning. You know, the Bible tells us to be angry and sin not. That doesn't mean your anger is not justified. Because I want to tell you all, this week my anger was justified. I was 100% in the right. I had every reason to be angry. But that doesn't give me the right to attack someone. Just because my anger is justified doesn't make it right for me to not have mercy. It doesn't make it right for me to not be long-suffering. When somebody can do you wrong and you can show mercy... That long-suffering, that fruit of the Spirit is is at work in your life. But when you just explode because somebody done you wrong, you know that work of the flesh, wrath, is at work in your life. I try to live my life in a way that those fruits are evident. I don't always do it. I don't always meet the mark that I set. But that doesn't mean I need to quit trying. That don't mean I need to quit reaching for that mark. And God gave me a lesson this week in what it means to show mercy. So, all those feelings I've had this week of wanting to make have a reckoning and make sure that she paid for her mistakes. You know, I'm just going to have to let that go. That's going to be hard to do. But that's what I want you all to really understand today is mercy's not easy. Mercy's a whole lot harder than you, on you than it is somebody else. When you have to just bite your tongue and, and you just have to sit there and endure what somebody's throwing at you. It's hard to do. But, you know, when we look at the way Jesus did things, it makes it a little easier to bear. When we know that by living a certain way, we're meeting up to that example that Jesus said. I tell you what, when I can meet up to an example that Jesus set in my life, 
Man, there's nothing better. When I look back and say, you know what? Not to toot my own horn, but I handled that just right. Man, that feels good, doesn't it? It feels good when you know you have met the expectation God has for your life. But it feels terrible when you don't. I just want to confess that before you all today. I want you to know that I'm human. I mess up just like you do. The punishment that we deserve, as soon as we accept Jesus as our Savior, we're free from it. You know, the amount of mercy God has showed us doesn't even... The amount of mercy we're going to have to show doesn't compare to that. It's nothing. When I look at how I've lived my life and and the things I've done against God, it doesn't even match up to what people have done to me. I want you all to go into this next week thinking about that phrase I gave you. Mercy that abounds. Mercy that abounds. It's... We need to possess it in great quantities.